0: Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900
1: CHML. Right now, let's uh, get into the U.S. political uh, maelstrom that seems to be going on these days. U.S. President Barack Obama uh, bid farewell to the U.S. yesterday. His final official speech was in Chicago, his kind of town. And uh, it was quite an evening, actually, if you watch the speech. Uh, We'll get into the Trump thing and the uh, confirmation hearings as well in just a couple of minutes. Uh, And to that end, we're so pleased to welcome Laura Babcock, president of Power Group, back to the Bill Kelly Show. How are you doing today, Laura? (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm well, I'm trying to keep up with everything uh, I
1: Listen, can. I know I know. you were pounding back the caffeine because you had a run in Toronto today to talk about this stuff And you've got a bunch of other things going on today, so I, I appreciate you taking the time uh, to do this Before we get into the Trump stuff, uh, y- your thoughts on the Obama speech last night I guess I've seen uh, mixed messages on social media today
0: I don't think there's really any mixed takeaway from that It was him at his best. It reminded us of the Grant Park speech that he did on the night that he won the election and several other high-profile, high moments within his history as a high orator. He really delivered. You might have thought, I thought, possibly, it might be a more cynical, pedantic lecturer-in-chief Obama coming out to warn everybody. But you know what? He did what he does best. He mixed in his lessons with his hopefulness for the future He, of course, uh, had some terrific lines that will go down in the history books, but also he was that guy that I think the world respects, who treated his family and his wife with such dignity and love in his speech that there wasn't a dry eye probably anywhere in the world watching that moment. So he delivered on everything that he's great at, the lessons, the learning, the, of course, take on his own legacy, but also the audacity of hope tone was there, and the, the family man, the president who's gone eight years without a scandal or even a whiff of one, it was impressive, I think, by any count.
1: And and there, I know that there are some critics, as there always are. I mean, there are there are some people that you know have legitimate criticisms. Others that are just luddites that say, "Well, he's a, he's a Democrat, so I hate him. Uh, he's a, a black man, so I hate him." And so you have to sift through those to try to, to to get some some meat to what's going on here. But but every outgoing president, whether it's George W. Bush or Barack Obama or or anybody else, is always going to accentuate the positive in their administration. And there were, there were some things. I mean, the numbers don't lie. Uh, You know, the economy is better than it was eight years ago, job growth is better, there's a health care system in place. But while he's saying all this stuff though, Laura, I I couldn't help but think as I'm watching him deliver this, in in typical Obama fashion, that there had to be a little part, a twinge of, 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 of anger that a lot of the stuff I'm talking about right now could get overturned within the first 18 months or so of this next guy's administration.
0: Well, and that's why I think Chris Matthews used that great French expression, a cri de guerre. It was a call to arms to the Democrats to say, listen, (laughs) of all this stuff, we achieved together. We did more than we thought we even could. We need to get on our shoes, get our clipboards, and get out there. So he wasn't just standing up there feeling that sense of this stuff better not all fall apart. He was literally giving marching instructions to the Democrats and the millions watching to make sure that it doesn't. So, you know, he's always one step ahead of everybody else. And you can argue, and I think it's a valid argument, that he was too slow in Syria. He missed a a pivotal engagement window there, that he has Obamacare, its rollout, and, and many things about it are deeply troubling and need to be fixed. He didn't get Guantanamo shut like he said he would. You know, there's, there's lots of different things. You can say the Iran deal has some problems with it. But at the end of the day, Obama knows that he is still the single best hope for the Democratic Party. And I think he looks at the long game. He is working to get youth engaged. Why? Because he's probably trying to create a coalition to vote out uh, President Trump in four years. So, you know, he had a lot going on in that speech.
1: Yeah, the the, the quote, uh, and it was retweeted a number of times this morning, was, if you don't like what's going on, lace up your shoes, pick up a clipboard, and knock on some doors and get some signatures. In other words, become involved. Be proactive. Don't just sit there. On and he actually made that reference. Don't just sit on social media and whine about it. Do something about it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. He said if you're tired of fighting with strangers on social media, go out there and fight with a real one. In other words, get the message out, get engaged. You can argue that, and it's true, that Hillary Clinton won by millions of the popular vote, but what she didn't do was engage with those places that she thought she had, those states that turned the whole electoral map over to Trump. So what Trump was doing was he was getting in there and talking to people. He was flying back and forth, and people were mocking him for looking crazed and dazed, But what he was doing was saying, I'm going to talk and shake hands and and listen to people and engage with people right up to the very last minute on the clock if it's going to make a difference. And so Obama is saying, come on, engagement makes the difference. Get out there and engage. You know, social media is fun, but it's also a highly passive activity. It's not quite the same as being a community organizer like he was, and he knows that's what it takes.